Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good morning. It's good to have you all here together today. And we're going to celebrate uh, our uh, time together in worship and praise of God. Let's join our hearts together as we ask Him to bless us. Lord, we pray that You would bless us with uh, this time that You've given us. Lord, to to focus upon uh, our love for You and to focus on how we can live a better life. Uh, a life that is centered upon Jesus Christ in our life. Lord, we pray that you would bless and be with us as we seek to, to hear your voice and to hear your message. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm uh, chapter 128. Psalm 128. Today is... Uh, not the message that you probably uh, were expecting to hear. Now, most of the time uh, on Father's Day and Mother's Day and everything like that, um, we tend to spend uh, amount of time uh, focused on uh, fathers and mothers. And today, uh, we're going to... Let me just share with you, uh, uh, is a special day. Father's Day began in 1910 uh, when... Uh, Sonora Dodd uh, in Spokane, Washington, uh, was actually in a Mother's Day uh, observance in her church. And she thought, well, why can't uh, we do something special for fathers? Because uh, she had lost her mother when she was very young, and her father was the one who raised her. Her father was the one who uh, raised all of her siblings along with her. And uh, so she decided that she was going to try and put something together to honor uh, fathers. Her father was a Civil War veteran. And um, so she wanted to honor this man who had done so much uh, for her. And uh, as a result, some 56 years later in 1966, Lyndon Johnson signed into a proclamation declaring that the third Sunday in June, um, and you might wonder, well, why in June? You know, Mother's Day is in May. Uh, is it just so it can be a good bookend for the uh, for uh, uh, May and June? Or how, how in the world did it come about? Well, uh, uh, Sonora's birthday was in June. And so she wanted to do something special uh, in the month that she was born uh, for her father. And so that's how uh, we, uh, it was selected that we would uh, have a special day for fathers in June. Well, fathers uh, typically don't get as much of a big deal done about them as, as mothers. Mothers, they always get uh, nice flowers and they always get a nice big dinner and everything. Usually the man, uh, men have to go out and cook their own dinner uh, as a result of Father's Day. Um, 
we, we, we get a tie or a mug or something like that usually. And so uh, we don't get a nice big bouquet of flowers. We don't get uh, all this nice stuff that mothers get. But, uh, and, and sometimes uh, we don't get nearly the recognition that mothers get. Uh, but uh, we're just happy with whatever we get. Right, fathers? Uh, we, uh, we're just happy to be a father of a family. Um, that reminds me of uh, uh, a, uh, uh, a saying that was once uh, told about a young boy, and he was asked, well, what does it mean uh, for us to celebrate Father's Day? And the little boy said, well, it's about half the price of Mother's Day. And <laughs> so, um, uh, Father's Day is not as, as extensive as Mother's Day, uh, but we want to focus on uh, being a good father and what it means to be a godly father uh, because for many, uh, having a godly father is an important thing. Uh, I can remember as a young boy, uh, some of my earliest memories, especially being in church, was not with my mother but was with my father. My mother uh, was in the choir and we had one of those churches where the choir stayed up in the choir loft and uh, they wore the choir robes for many, many years and uh, they did all the things that, uh, that uh, you saw on TV uh, the big churches do and so uh, they had to do that in our church and so um, mama sat in the choir and she wasn't in the, uh, in the audience with us uh, so my, most of my memories are of, of uh, sitting in the crook of my father's arm uh, next to him as we listened to the sermon. My brother was usually with the youth sitting in the back uh, and then they, uh, some years later, started sitting in the front. So my brother was not with us usually, but it was me and Dad. And he would sit there with his arm out like this. And that was a familiar place because uh, back when I was little, all the cars had those uh, sofa-type seats in the front didn't have the individual seats, didn't have the, the place in the middle, uh, had that long uh, uh, seat that you could slide another person in the middle and sit there. And a lot of times, uh, of course, they didn't have the, the seatbelt laws either. And so uh, I could sit there in between mom and dad and dad would put his arm around me. And while mom was inside doing the grocery shopping or inside uh, getting something, whatever it was, uh, dad couldn't walk through the store with everybody else because he walked on the crutches. So uh, dad and I would sit in the car and he would have his arm out like this. And I was usually right there beside him. And, uh, and those are fond memories of being with my dad. Uh, being with my dad was uh, special. And uh, that type of relationship with my father helped me to understand the kind of relationship I could have with God because I had a godly father who I could then understand uh, a heavenly father that loved me uh, because my, I knew that my earthly father loved me greatly. And so it's important for us to have a earthly father that loves us in a special way, an earthly father that is godly, so that we can uh, then demonstrate to those who don't know Jesus Christ 
that we have a heavenly Father that loves us so greatly and loves us even more. Uh, It's difficult to share about a heavenly Father with someone who doesn't have any memory of their Father. So look with me in, in Psalms 128. This is a song, uh, uh, a psalm that's in God's Word that uh, is a blessing. It's only a few verses long, so it's not like we're going to read for half an hour just to read through the psalm. Psalm 128 said, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walks in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the uh, the sides of thine house. And thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. This psalm is written specifically for dads, specifically for fathers. And I think it's an important psalm that we need to understand that applies uh, specifically to men, but it, it, it applies to all of us. So ladies, uh, don't tune us out. Young people, don't tune us out. Just because this isn't about you specifically, it, it's a life lesson for all of us, but we need to understand that this is a, a special message for men because why? Because... Well, with women, uh, uh, it's inbred within our DNA for women to have that nurturing aspect. And so uh, in a family, uh, when uh, a, a little child gets hurt, oftentimes they'll go run into mama before daddy because uh, they understand that mothers have that nurturing aspect of life and they've been nurtured for so long from their mother. But And... <coughs> For so many men, they don't have all that touchy-feely. The man feels like he must provide for his family. Uh, And I think this goes back uh, within our DNA for so many years. You know, uh, men were the the providers. They went out and hunted. They went out and and farmed. They went out and uh, won the... the, uh, the food, the bread, or whatever it is that had to be uh, brought home and provide for the family to take care of. And so often the, uh, the, the father was the one that uh, would spend most of his day out in the fields, most of his day out working hard so that he could bring home uh, the bacon, bring home the food to provide for the family uh, for hearth and home. And so this psalm is a, is a psalm that uh, speaks specifically to men to help us to understand as men what we need to do to be successful fathers. It says, first of all, blessed is everyone that fears the Lord, that walks in His ways. The psalmist here doesn't say specifically men because this is true for everyone. Everyone who fears and walks in the way of the Lord, that fears the Lord, that that, uh, that worships God, that everyone that feareth the Lord. Now this isn't a fear that talks about, uh, as I've talked about before, that relates to fearing in terms of being scared of like the boogeyman and fearing God like, uh, like that. Uh, God is not to be feared in that respect. This is 
is uh, fear in terms of fear and reverence. It, it refers to uh, that kind of reverence that you have if you are a student in a school and you've been called to the principal's office. Guess what? You don't. You're not joking around when you walk in to the principal's office. You're not cutting up like you do in line uh, when the teacher's not looking and all your friends are around you. You don't cut up like that when you walk into the principal's office. You understand that the principal has the power and authority to uh, expel you from school or to get you into detention or has the authority to do so many things that make life difficult in school. And so usually a student, when they're called into the principal's office, will straighten up. They'll be respectful. They'll not say things out of turn. They'll they'll stay quiet and not be uh, jabbery and and talking and all that kind of thing. Uh, But a student will do their utmost to get through that situation uh, because they understand that the the uh, principal has that authority over them. Same way as if you're driving down the road and you're pulled over by a police officer. Uh, uh, I was always taught that when a police officer comes up to the uh, to your door, if you're ever stopped by a police officer, yes sir, yes ma'am, uh, no sir, no ma'am, whatever it is uh, that the police officer wants you to do, uh, the police woman wants you to do, you do it without uh, question because they have the authority and the power to arrest you, to put you in jail, and or to write you a ticket. And so you want to be sure that you're on your P's and Q's with them so that you're not doing anything that uh, will result in a a difficult life for you. That's the kind of fear that we're talking about. A fear of the holiness of God. A fear of the reverence of God. Uh, It says, blessed, look at that again, blessed is everyone, not just fathers, everyone, mothers, children, Everyone that fears the Lord and that walks in God's ways. And so what we need to understand is is that it's not just a matter of uh, giving respect or honor to God because of who He is. But there's a promise there. Your life is blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to, uh, to live a blessed life? Well, in the, in the day and age of, of the psalmist that wrote this, most likely the, day, uh, the, the understanding of living a blessed life would mean that you had uh, uh, good crops, which would mean that your family was provided for. Uh, you wouldn't go hungry uh, during the day that your crops were putting out as well as throughout the rest of the year when your crops were not producing. You were blessed. You were blessed also with an abundance of livestock. Uh, Livestock was seen as currency in that day and age. So uh, 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 livestock meant that uh, you had uh, the ability to create uh, fabrics and wools from uh, the sheep. Uh, you were able to to get milk from the sheep. You were able to to slaughter that sheep and provide food. But you were also able to take that sheep and to give honor and glory to God as, as a sacrifice for your sins. And so it was a means of not only providing for yourself a means for f- feeding your family, but it was also a means of coming closer to God by worshiping Him and honoring God 
was essential and important in the life of, of an Israelite during this time. And so what we need to understand is to have a blessed life means uh, that God provides for you. Uh, isn't it wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful to live as if you were a child throughout all of your life? When you're a child, when you're little, uh, you ask mommy and daddy for a coat. You don't wonder whether or not mommy and daddy have money in their pocket to pay for a coat. You just want that coke out of that machine that's up there. You're thirsty and you're wanting a drink. Uh, you're not thinking about uh, whether or not mommy and daddy have, have scrimped and scraped and put together enough money to pay the bills and then have enough left over to, in order to put food on the table. All you're concerned about with is to have that Coca-Cola when you are uh, got sweat trickling down your back. And so all you're thinking about is, is whether or not mommy and daddy will say yes to give you a quarter uh, to go and put it in the Coke machine. And uh, uh, you're not thinking about all those other things. When you're blessed of God, you have that same attitude, that same uh, thought. God's providing for everything that I have, and God's, uh, God wants to bless my life with everything. And so you're not concerned about whether or not you're going to have money to pay uh, for the bills. You're not worried about whether or not you're going to have money to put food on the table. You're only concerned with... Is, is that God is blessing you and God is providing for you and if you need it, God's going to care for you. That's what it means to be blessed. I'm not concerned with, with the things that I... And when I'm blessed, I'm not concerned with whether or not I have just enough to get by. I realize that God is going to give me everything that I need. Everything whether it's money to pay for the rent uh, or the mortgage, money to take care and pay for uh, uh, the bills, money to take care for uh, the groceries, God's always going to provide. God's always going to give. And so He says, Blessed is the man who, or blessed is the one that fears the Lord. When we fear God, when we trust in God, when we rely upon God, He cares for our needs. He gives us everything that we need. And so we're blessed. We're truly blessed. So we're encouraged not only to realize that by fearing the Lord and worshiping Him that we can live a blessed life. We're encouraged to walk in His ways. To live our life according to His desire. He says in verse 2, For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. He says, you're not going to spend all of your day working hard and, and doing everything you can to raise uh, your crops and then go out into the field one day and realize that your crops are all dead. He says, when you put your hand to any labor, God's going to help you to, to, uh, for it to be fulfilled and come to fruition so that, that you're able to provide for your family. You're able to sell it at the market. You're able to, to do whatever is necessary to provide. He says, you'll be able to, to eat by the fruit of your hands. He says you, you, you'll be able to not only do that, but that uh, it'll be well with you. He says, look, when you're living that kind of life, 
Your wife will be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, and thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Okay, so when everything is right with your in your life, when you're living your life as you're called to live, as if you're living your life in the kind of way that, that shows uh, reverence and respect to God and that you're walking in His ways, He says not only are the works of your hands going to be blessed so that you can provide for your family, but then... Also, it's just like when you're tilling the ground and when you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, you can't keep, you can't help but everything that grows just is just blooming out and everything that is a result of that is is just uh, very fruitful. And he says, uh, when you are a man and you're living your life in the fear and reverence of God and you're doing everything that you can to live according to the ways of God. Not only are the things that you put your hand to are uh, fruitful, but it carries over to your spouse. It carries over to your children. Their, uh, their lives are fruitful. Their lives are blessed. Their lives are uh, flowing forth with abundance. Why? Because everything's right in your life. So you, you won't come home and, and get into arguments with your wife because of this or that. You won't come home and, and think that your children are, are uh, disrespectful and, and your children are, are uh, rude or your children are living, your, uh, living their life uh, solely for themselves and being self-centered. Why? Because you've got your life right. And they see your example and they see your way of living and then they realize they need to live in that way as well. Your spouse is not upset with you. Why? Because everything that you're doing, uh, every need that, uh, that your spouse has in her life, when I speak, uh, sit down and talk with young couples that are about to get married, I tell them, look, you have a specific role as a husband because why? You're, it is in, innate within us that a, a wife, uh, you know, a, a man looks at a woman and, and he, his natural tendency is to look on the exterior. The natural tendency is to see, uh, you know, does she dress well? Does she carry herself well? Does she, is she appealing and pleasant in the eyes? And then is she going to be a good mother? Is she going to be uh, someone who nurtures well, takes care of children, able to, uh, to give me a lot of children in my life? And, and those are the things that, that are carried through the natural course of, of what men look for in a woman when they consider uh, getting married uh, uh, and and what does what do women innately look for they look for a man that can care for her needs and that's why it's so important men when we uh, that we get when we get so uh, centered around providing for our family it's because our spouse our wife innately looks at us and says well is he going to be not not is he going to uh, lose his hair when he gets a little bit older is he going to get a pot belly uh, because uh, his metabolism stops and he's not going to be uh, one of those nice chiseled guys uh, that kind of goes away her primary thing is, is I'm going to have children is this man going to be able to 
provide uh, for me and my children and care for us? Is He going to be able to care for us throughout our life? Uh, those are the, the baser needs that we have as men and women in our life. And when, uh, when we do the things that are, are suggested here in, in this psalm, we realize that God cares, takes care of all of that. When men, it all goes back to how is your relationship to God? Man, how is it? How is your relationship to God? You, you uh, so many people in the world think that. Uh, well, uh, if I'm a man, I've got to spend all of my time, a hundred percent of my time, worrying about my career, my job, worrying about can I provide for my family. Uh, all of their life is wrapped up and surrounded in their life is all uh, wound up in uh, who am I? Am I a CEO of a of a business? Am I an inventor? Am I a creator? Am I some Somebody who uh, is an innovator? Am I an entrepreneur? Uh, are, are those things true about me? When all along your relation, your your whole life should be centered around your relationship to God. How is your? It doesn't matter if you are the CEO or the chief bottle washer at your uh, business, or you dig ditches for the state and the county. It doesn't matter what you do. If your relationship to God, if your relationship to Him is in the right balance, if your relationship to God is, is where you fear the Lord and you walk in His ways, then your life will be blessed. And as your life is blessed, your relationship with your family is blessed. You're, when your life is blessed, you're able to provide for your family. You're a, a good example to your children. You're a wonderful husband to your wife. And as a result, their lives are growing and their lives are blossoming. Their lives are abundant because... Not because you're out there working hard and bringing home the bacon, but because you have a right relationship with God and God is blessing your life. God is allowing everything you put your hand to to be uh, fruitful. Everything that you uh, put your enterprise into, God is blessing. And let me tell you something. This is, uh, look, it, it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. If you are just starting out in your job or if you're trying to start over in life in your job, I guarantee you if you put this aspect of your life right with God, then God will turn it all around. God will change it all. God will remove the obstacles that you've been facing. God will take away the difficulties that you've been having. And God will bless your life if you just simply recenter your life on a life of honoring God, of worshiping God, of fearing the Lord, and walking in His ways. He says your wife will be as a fruitful vine and your children will be like olive plants round about the table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that fears the Lord. And he, say, he says, not only will you be blessed, but he says, blessed is the nation as well. The Lord shall bless uh, thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of uh, Jerusalem all the days of thy life. And yea, Thou shalt see the children's children and the peace upon Israel. So he says, not only, not only will your life be blessed if your life is centered upon God, but everything you do, God will bless. 
God will bless your family and enough people that have their life centered upon God will help the nation to be blessed as well. Folks, our nation is in an uproar. Our nation is in turmoil. We don't need to look at someone in the White House. We don't need to look at someone in in the Senate or the Congress. We don't need to look at someone in the courthouse. We need to look at God and have fear of Him and put our lives centered upon Him. And God will bless our life. God will bless our families. And God will bless our nation if we just simply put our lives back in course with God. If we'll just simply be a people not of rioting, not of of protesting, but of prayer. If we'll put our lives into devotion to living for God, into devotion for serving God, into a devotion of living according to God's desire for our life. All those concerns, all those worries, all those things that keep you up at night, You can just take it like a blackboard and just start erasing all those things and just say, God, I'm not going to put those in the forefront of my mind. I'm going to just let you care for those. I'm going to take those things and I'm going to... It's it's the same as if if we lived during the time in which they were giving offerings and sacrifice. And you just take all those things, all those issues, and just put it on 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 the, uh, uh, the altar and just say, God... I can't deal with these things. I'm going to give it all to you and I'm going to let you care for it. I'm going to just simply center my life on the worship of you, on living my life according to your desires, your dictates in my life. And I'm going to let you deal with all that. I'm going to let you deal with with taxes. I'm going to let you deal with with debt. I'm going to let you deal with with issues and problems that I have. And I'm going to just take it all and I'm going to put it on the altar. And I'm going to say, no longer is this going to rule my... Because guess what? Those things can rule your life and, and you can have your life focused on those things rather than on God. You can think, uh, oh, I'm, I need to work hard so I can build up my 401k so that when I uh, desire to retire and put all that behind me when I get older and I can't uh, go to work any longer, I can sit back on my porch and I can relax and rock because my 401k is just, uh, has earned all this money and I can start uh, taking that money out uh, each year and I can live on that. Well, guess what? The stock market can crash. Uh, something can go haywire in your life. And that 401k can take a nosedive. If you're worshiping that 401k, if you placed all your hope in that 401k, it can let you down. But God will never let you down. God will never uh, lose sight of who you are in in your life. God will never lose sight of who He is to you if you live your life according to His desire in your life, and His life. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to live a life that is focused on Him. You can just take all that concern, all those worries that, that take up so much of your life and give them all to Him so you can focus your life on Him. Focus your life on living according to His desire. He says, you'll see your children's children and peace. He says, 
You'll live a long life. You'll see your children's children. You'll see your grandchildren and you'll be blessed with, with many children. You'll be blessed with a peaceful home and peace within the nation. Right now, we need peace within our nation. We need a place in which we know our children will grow up safe so that they can have children as well. And our grandchildren can grow up in the safety and security that we found when we were growing up in our life. And it all goes back, men, to how you live your life. Are you a man that gets up each morning and focuses on what's happening in the stock market? Or are you a man who gets up in the morning and places his first concern on your relationship to God? And it's not wrong to look at the stock market. It's not wrong to look at the news. It's not wrong to get the newspaper out and read it in the morning. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But if those things are what consume your life and rule your life, then you've got the wrong God on the throne. You need to put God on the throne of your life. Reverence Him. Honor Him. Fear the, God, fear the Lord. And walk in His ways. And your life will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. And our nation will be blessed. We need a call back to living in the fear of the Lord. Our nation needs people that will go to their knees in prayer. Our, our nation needs to, to be a nation that doesn't kneel because they're protesting the flag, but kneels because they're praying kneels because we're not because we're trying to, to pay for some past sin to uh, some particular group of people, but we kneel because we have sinned and we're paying reverence to God who sent His Son to die on the cross in our place and pay for our sins and wash us of our sins and cleanse us of our sins and makes us whole and allows us to come before the Father and to worship Him and reverence Him in love. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, I pray that You would help us to bring our hearts and lives back in line with You. To have our lives focused upon You in fear and reverence and love for You. Lord, that we might walk in Your ways. They're alive. Right?